step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Take a yeah, I think so. If you want to have fun. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Acting Inspired with me, Lewis Goody. And today, I have a guest, my trusty companion, Kai Alexander. You're amazing. Hello, ladies and gents. Um, first of all, what I'd like to say, I, 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 you shouldn't do this, and you know, people who listen to this pop- podcast are probably going to tell me off for doing this, but I'm a, I've got to apologise for last week's pod. Not, not up to scratch, man. Not, can you not eat into the microphone for <laughs> Sorry. fuck's sake? I'm nervous eating. Don't. Okay. Swallow. My energy balls. Yeah, Kai's made energy balls. My dragon balls. <laughs> you proper threw me off. I'd like to apologise. I was I was apologising. Okay, go on. For... How shit you were last week. Yeah. Oh, why? Sorry. I thought people liked the shit bits. I don't know what... I can really hear the next door neighbours chopping. Can you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. Um... Yeah, no, last week's podcast, it wasn't up to scratch because cause I, basically I'm in a financial crisis and so I've been trying to get bits of work here and there, well, all, as much as I can, basically. <clears throat> no, this is an excuse. I was going to say, I've been working so much. I just, but the the time, it's taken time away and then, so I've have been having to do the podcast like super early on the morning. I'm a bit like groggy and... <laughs> Um, so yeah, apologies for last week's episode, but hopefully this week we're going to make up for it because today's guest, ladies and gents, has a, I would have once called her a regular podcast guest on Acting Inspired, but she's, um, neglected us for a while and now she's come crawling back with her tail between her legs. No, that's not true. Actually, you've never (laughs) invited me and I, we, I do it every every time you're like, babe, I've got a guest, fuck off. I do not do that. You're more than welcome to stay. And on occasions you had have stayed, you often get involved. I do. Do you like it? Sometimes. I have to prepare for you. Go on then, hit me up. <laughs> hit you with what? <laughs> he doesn't really hit me. <laughs> um, that often. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, so... But I, but basically, I've just been talking to these guys about, you know, oh, Kai's going to come and speak to us about Gloria. Gloria was like 10 years ago now. Oh man, the best play in the world. It was a very good play. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you so much. All right, well, how was Gloria? What was Gloria? For the, for the people who didn't don't know what Gloria is or 
didn't Gloria get to see it. was written by this genius person called Brandon Jacob Jenkins. Um, mm-hmm. It was on in New York earlier this year, and it got did a, a UK production of it at the Hampstead Theatre with a brilliant cast with the genius Michael Longhurst. Oh my God, I have been dying to work with him, and uh, yeah. He didn't disappoint. He was super collaborative and just loved his actors, you know. Love a director who love actors. And it's it's just easy. It yeah. feels like a true collaboration, which I haven't really experienced before. And it gives you that kind of... Um, the right to speak thing that we were working with, with Patsy, like, you know, at Guildhall. Like the true kind of safe space, you know, where it's yeah. like, yeah, you, we want you to interpret, interpret? I don't know. Portray this character. Yeah. Bring it. Please bring it. Everything you bring, brilliant. And then we'll choose from it. We'll work with this. Yeah. Not this. Yeah. I think this lack of trust sometimes in productions and projects can be a true poison. Yeah. You know, and anyway, we didn't have that and it was really great. True ensemble. The writing is great. It's a six-hander. Same three guy. women, three guys. Same dude who wrote Octoroon. Octoroon at Richmond Theatre, which was also very a massive hit. I've learned a lot doing this play. So the play was set in um, a pub- publishing office, very similar to The New Yorker. And it was about um, a couple of... Uh, assistant editors who are super driven, super hungry, desperate, competitive, especially my character, Kendra. But he also questions the society. So the first act kind of pretty much portrays these victims who have become these ugly characters, which is all very human when you are living in a very competitive, fast-paced society, you know, where you have to make it by the time you're 30 and all that kind of stuff Ugh. against, you know, the, <laughs> what is it? The, um, the, the generation, a couple of generations before who had it good, according to my character. And, um, and then the, the whole play changes. Uh, yeah. I can say it now. I can say it now. So I can, I had to keep it a secret because basically a shooting happens in the office and then so the play ends with a massive shoot up <laughs> <laughs> by Gloria, you know, which the play is named after. And uh, she shoots everyone else up and herself. But lucky for my character, she <sighs> escapes to Starbucks just before. <laughs> she and escapes. <laughs> she esca- no, no, no. She goes she, to Starbucks. She goes to Starbucks and just pretty much misses it. And then... The whole play changes. And there's another guy who also um, Gloria saved. He was at the shooting, but then she saved him. And then me and this Dean character decides to capitalize on this tragedy that happened between, you know, at this workplace. And uh, it starts to question about who owns tragedy, more about competition, more about identity, lots of things and the cycle of how we run these industries where we capitalize on finish the sentence babe don't make don't, you can't <laughs> you can't start a sentence and get me to finish it because i can't finish it so it sounds your clever own, you're in deep thought <laughs> <laughs> don't blame me i i can talk around the point but i don't know what the point is <laughs> <laughs> brilliant that's great go ahead alexander ladies and gents. <laughs> but what but so just a basic question it was yeah. a, it was american play 
it was an American play. How was and doing the American accent? Oh man, I was so nervous, but I was like, look, if I can go th- get through this, it will be awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't have to, I would get over my actual fear of, you know, all the pilot season, all the American taping stuff. I was like, I could, I could get rid of that anxiety. How'd right? that go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was no, great, half man. Gone. Half no, gone. What do you mean? The accent was great. No, the accent was great, but obviously we oh, had... So you, but the anxiety is still there. Five weeks of rehearsals and seven weeks run of the same text. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes, yes, I mean, earlier this year, Yesterday. I mean, not this year, this month, today. Oh, my gosh. Today? I just started doing my speech. Oh. And it's still there. Mm. The accent. Oh, right. The speech, not so. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was really great. Why really did you start doing me. your speech? Because I just wanted to check whether it was still there. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping up keeping it up and uh but just the project itself and how it was written you know I played a, a very competitive ruthless girl who happens to be American Asian and she's <laughs> outspoken and she happens to have a lot of opinions and speak her truth and um I think it was really liberating to play a part that doesn't have to always be a love interest. There was no love interest story at all in this in this play. Yeah, um, we were all kind of like questioning the society that we're living in at the moment, and to play to be to be a female, right, and to also be an East Asian actress, you know, playing a really outspoken leading role, ensemble leading. Everyone was a lead, really, but really strong, you know, like equal representation. Mm-hmm. And to tell a really refreshing modern story changed me. I feel like I have finally landed. In what sense? What do you mean? Because I feel like for until Gloria, I feel like I was, I'm always trying to prove to the industry or prove to myself, prove to everyone that I can do it, right? Yeah. And I feel like with this job even when I first read it like I, I remember reading this when we were coming back from Iceland <laughs> how that was like in January yeah. um thinking oh my god I've got so much to give like I know exactly how I've got a gr- really good take on this character was that the first time you felt like that um yeah 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 <laughs> Because it's so me as well, you know, that I, f- I feel like it has a lot of elements of who I am in this modern world and um, the questions of identity and race and it's just, and, you know, it was just all out there and it was a little bit controversial, but it was... Why was it controversial? I don't think it was controversial. No, 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 it wasn't controversial, but I feel like it's something that we don't really see in London. Yeah. It's very American. Because, yeah, because Americans are a little bit more forthcoming and they, they speak, you know, they, they speak their mind and it doesn't feel so mannered. Yeah. Right? And there's um, less subtext because they just say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think as an actor on stage telling a story, that sort of energy can really change you and uh, transform you. Like I, I watched um, Angels in America recent, yesterday. 
finally caught up with it, the first part. And that's a British production, but you can see this just... I could relate to our experience um, doing Gloria, just... What, because of the American side of it, you mean? Just the American being... side of it, but it's also the, the language of integration. Right. The society where we talk, where we integrate mm. and how we talk to each other. I feel like that is not really present in this country or just on TV. Yeah. And I feel like it's about the change with our project. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, I think so. You're very... Vague. No. You, it seems like you're... It almost seems like you, you haven't quite fully digested it yet. Have I not? No, like, not, not like it's a bad thing. Like, okay, you, like it's changed you. Or that a change has occurred and you're putting the feelers out around this change and working out the change that it's made. Because yeah, it's inspi- I, I don't, I'm not complete. It's, it's inspiring like the new ideas and thoughts with the stuff that we've been doing recently, with the work that you've been involved with as an actor. You know, it's it's made you behave in a, in a particular way. I see that. And yeah. In what way? Oh, just, just the... the, the it's difficult to say without like pointing thing direct things out, but like with this, like so we've been doing some writing or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's kind of coming out in the conversations that we have when we're working on that. Um, it's coming out in the conversations that we have when you're talking about the work you do, want to do, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, since stand up, which we did, yeah, earlier this year. I think I've always been a little bit like constipated, a little bit kind of like standing right in front of this wall that I had to climb over for a long, long time. Do you think the stand-up has helped with the change? I think the stand-up definitely helped with the change because it made my idea less abstract, this thing that I wanted to achieve, less abstract. It was something that I could actually articulate to an audience and test it out a little bit for a couple of minutes. Literally, like it was like three minutes or something, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, and for people to like it and for people to be able to understand me. Very difficult. Could, very difficult. And to, yeah, I was able to be able to create something that I can actually communicate to an audience that is truly authentic to me. Yeah, I guess that started it. And then obviously with that sort of energy it attracted more things so when this play came along I was like it was the perfect timing I was thinking about it I was like oh actually if I got this play two years ago Mm. it would be different because I wouldn't have so much um wisdom just yeah a little (laughs) bit of like awareness yeah all that insight and the curiosity of um like where I am and this identity thing which is also like linked to this bloody um retreats that I've been doing as well Uh uh-oh uh-oh, which I'm going back to this weekend. I can't wait. Hook us up. What, what retreats are you talking about, so my dear, this, my uh, love, my lovely one? Ew. <laughs> Go. Um, I, went to this re- I'm go- I went to this retreat earlier this year um, with Zen Ways. It's a three-day retreat um, that's been sort of like created by this wonderful man called Daizan. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, Is that his name? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Isn't that like a type, like a Buddhist title of some kind? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, God, I know so little. Anyway, 
So I learned about this Asian Zen ways by this white bald guy. (laughs) 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 But it was incredible. It was three days of 6 to 11, 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Just uh, connecting and kind of articulating and listening on this one topic that you pick. Not topic, but more like titles. Um, What is my true nature? Who am I? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, you always start with who am I? And you, you just do these intensive hours of um, connecting with yourself and just getting it all out. Like he says, it's like decluttering. You're just kind of decluttering things that you don't need and really kind of spending that weekend to get in touch with yourself and, and to continue to do that and, and the strength of like, even if you don't want to, like which sometimes it's a bit too difficult, too dark, you go through it, you go through it, you go through it. And yeah, so the first night, it's quite, it's quite a dark, you know, everyone always starts from like a really deep, dark place because that's what every, we all think like serious or like in touch means. And then we, we eventually that goes away and then you go into this like roller coaster of emotions and feelings that bubble up it's just like recognizing in a in a nutshell it's like recognizing these bubbles that come up right and you just talk about it it. you deal with it you share it yeah it's like a whole weekend of truly accepting yourself sounds good i think it's yeah it's really you know it's really complicated yeah i could to articulate yeah sure and but that's, yeah. that makes sense on a basic level. Like, I could totally do with that. Oh, yeah, I could do with that as Some well. self-acceptance. Yeah. Especially but, lately. Mm, and it's... But I think we all can, you know? Like, it's um, it's just nice to have that time where it's really strict. They, You know, they say, don't write, don't do this. Just really be with yourself. So when we're having breaks and stuff, just be, go for walks and just be with yourself. Just try to be with yourself. And it's ridiculous that we have to go to these retreats. But I find that in this kind of like busy, crazy, hectic, you know, fast-paced world that we're living in now, we have to go to those things because otherwise you don't get into yourself enough. Like you don't hear yourself enough to truly... Yeah, there's too many distractions, especially in the city, like in, in London, for example. Like it's, it's every, every step you take, there's a distraction here. Mm you know or something that leads you into uh you know wanting or you know whatever there's it's just full of it but like for example this weekend we went away to this awesome place called the nut Platt retreat google it it's like an it's hour gorgeous, out of london it? it's beautiful isn't it yeah you can you, you get you can have a campfire you just sit by a open fire you can you just do what you want in this oh those nights by the open fire it's great you just got this little spot of land with a with a like uh what was it like an old living quarters of the the guys who used to work on the roads oh shit i really should it's like a little wagon yeah it's like a wagon and then there's like a separate one that's got your little kitchen and there's a shower and and like yeah and then outside there's just a bench a couple of chairs a fire pit a barbecue and nut trees. Not but everything great is for all me. set out. But yeah, 
I mean, yeah, it's but totally. You get the breakfast hamper and everything's you, you there. You can, yeah. You, so so you can get all that stuff, which so make, which makes it easier. But what I was saying was that, like, I found it very easy to be with myself in that environment. Mm. You know. Yeah, which is essentially what it is, but like an intense version because you are being with yourself, connecting with strangers. Right. So yeah, the whole the whole exercise which we do like the whole weekend is sitting opposite someone who you don't know who you don't know and there is no kind of surface oh where have you come from or this boring chat <laughs> because the retreat pretty much starts as soon as you arrive you have a dinner and then and then he has a chat with you and then it's already started and apart from these sessions which are like 25 minute sessions where you speak in five minute intervals where you speak, like, for example, I speak five minutes to you and you listen. Yeah. Like, with eye contact, literally sitting right opposite each other, knees touching pretty much, very close. And then and then you do the, we do it the other way around and you talk to me for five minutes about who you are and all that kind of stuff. And it goes on and on and on and on. And this sort of confession connection, <laughs> because most of the stuff that I've learned during the retreat was listening and connecting to this stranger who is like just truly connecting with me yeah truly being honest and yeah there are some people who weren't who didn't want to who weren't ready or someone so there was one lady who just couldn't look at me for the whole time and she did it to everyone i don't know how she managed it's like three whole days of it and she where she just didn't look at the person that yeah, well, um, she probably was having her own struggles, right, with that. Yeah, and I feel like she um, was going through a thing. But you realize, like, I'm so, like, I'm hungry for connection all the time. The con- This connection that you can, when you can get true connection, it's like the best thing in the world. It's like the best ecstasy. Wow. But that's what we, I was listening to, um... Under the Skin with Russell Brand. And how dare you? Sorry. But he was talking about the whole connection thing and how actually people use drugs and because there were questions. He was being um, interviewed about his book, the 12-step program thing. Yeah. And why he wrote it, blah, blah. And uh, he was talking about the connection thing and how actually these drug abusers, they... they they find this way of connecting with themselves mm. um, and they get addicted to it. And um, connection is really addictive. Yeah, well, and you'd it probably can, go to that retreat every week if you could afford it and it was convenient. Yeah, but I am kind of scared because, you know, the first time you, you expect nothing and then the second, it's like meditation, you have to keep practicing it, but actually it's really difficult to keep doing it. Yeah. Because once you get like a really great... Um, kind of discovery or like you have a good sesh yeah a bit like stand up isn't it? when you have one good sesh you're like oh I don't want to do it again because just in case I fail <laughs> yeah I guess so I thought you meant like y- you want to do it again or no because now I know the expectation like now I've told you and I think it's expect- going to be like that and it won't be like that because I would have this expectation, and because these um, retreats are so intense, well, maybe the feeling it'll is heightened. Surprise you with something else. Yeah, I hope so. Another lesson. So that's interesting. What else have you been up to? Like these 
uh, <laughs> you haven't you've you've taken a big break from us and uh so what else has been going on you had gloria what was what were you doing before gloria before gloria so um my bloody amazing agent um is a superhero he's incredible he managed to um book me two tv shows whilst i was rehearsing so I managed to schedule, uh, schedule all that in. So, yeah, I had quite a, a crazy couple of months. Um, so I was filming this new Crosses new TV show on BBC that's called uh, Hard Sun. Mm-hmm. That was kill because I loved Luther. And uh, this other thing that I've been working with, with the incredible director SJ Clarkson um, called Collateral, which was written by David Hare. I'd had a, I did the ADR today. Mm. Saw the that? clip for the first time. It was incredible. Oh. It reminded me of, I had this, the same feeling when I, when I did the ADR for Game of Thrones and I saw the Hordor clip. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. The world has no idea. Oh my god! Yeah, because you because I saw it like maybe three months before it came out. Oh, so jealous! And obviously, with with the Game of Thrones and stuff, I didn't get the, the whole script, so I didn't know what was actually happening. And it that sequence happens, you know, two steps after me. So, <laughs> and yeah, when they showed me the whole Hordor bit, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That is so cool. That is a massive secret. Yeah, and I hate keeping secrets. Yeah, you are very bad at it. Yeah, so I'm so glad that I don't have to keep it anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the ADR for Collateral was incredible. I am a huge fan of hers, man. She's incredible. She Tell makes TV shows like a different level. You know, she now works in America and... She's British she's, though, right? She's British. I think she's from Essex, actually. And she started off like um, as a stage manager in Miss Saigon and stuff and just worked her way up. And now she's one of the, you know, she directs Marvel. I think she directed one of the first shows, episodes of Jessica Jones. And she's just truly awesome. And uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for everyone to see the show. It's super interesting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. No spoilers. No spoilers. And lots of women in it. Nice. Kerry Mulligan. Era. Era. Exactly. 50-50. 50-50. Who else? Kerry Mulligan. Nicola Walker. Nicola Walker. Billy Piper. Mm Mm-hmm. All the gems. All the gems. And Kyle Alexander. What? What? And a diamond in the rough. Yeah. First time billing as well. Is that what what you call it? I don't know. What does that mean? You know, like when your name is like up at the beginning. (laughs) <laughs> means a lot <laughs> oh my god I hope they spell it right <laughs> oh god not that anyone would pronounce it right anyway not Kai K yeah Kai Alexander um well what, I mean so have you listened to my podcast recently Kai I listened to Danny Harrison's one. Oh, that's a corker loved it that was a great little period, those those around that time, actually. Why? Um, just loads of inspiring people. And loads of inspiring thoughts, I think, as well. Or sometimes negative thoughts, but a sort of working out of things 
as I yeah because I was I kept overusing this 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 phrase like I'm just figuring things out I'm working things out things are work things are happening you know and it feels good to to sort of be I don't know what, what, like challenged or whatever with those thoughts yeah and I liked your conversation about Guildhall like I feel like you guys connected on that level of um oh done it understanding yeah where you guys were talking about how you found drama school kind of complicated because you hadn't worked out what you wanted to do yet yeah and but it's nice no to share that feeling because and to accept that oh maybe we were all feeding that yeah like I feel like I'm still feeding it you know yeah and drama school was just like one chapter of it of discovery Yeah, but you're doing very well as an actor. Why, thank you, babe. <laughs> He's so encouraging. But I mean, like, it, it's, you know, I guess it's it's a bit more difficult, I guess. I don't know, like, I, I feel, because, oh, I don't know. What, what, as in to find fulfillment? No, to, to, to I mean, yeah. Are you saying that if you were kind of non-stop working as an actor, you wouldn't feel the same? I don't know. Will I ever know? I don't know. Okay, babe, come on. So next chapter. So, but let's talk about our writing. Are you ready for... Yeah, I mean, bit? I don't know if we're allowed, like, how much you want to talk about it. Um, no, let's just talk about us starting to write and... Uh, how yeah, it all started. I, yeah, no, absolutely. But I just think I, I'm trying to think about the thoughts that it's provoking or whatever it, it, within me. You know, I keep having these moments recently, the older uh, Saturn Returns moment of approaching 30 and going, fuck, I'm still sat in a room with no furniture recording you know i'm you know i I don't know what's happening i get my money i I make my living from lifting boxes and what's the where are you supposed to be i don't know that's the thing but i keep having this this uh pendulum thought i'm like one minute i'm going it's great i'm discovering who i am and it doesn't matter what age that happens and like where these discoveries take place and you know at what point in life and then it swings the other way and I go oh my god all my favorite people who are like inspire me and you know all my favorite comedians and actors and all all sorts like and the the classic comparison like what were they literally googling what was uh um where was I don't know fuck can't think of anyone now (laughs) where where was uh Kevin Smith what was he doing when he was 28 oh he was smashing it like you know, and then those thought, and it's like the whole looking at Instagram and you know Facebook and all fucking that stuff, and just looking at other people's lives and going, "Oh fuck, what am I doing?" But it, it takes you completely out because you get blinded to what your own life is, and and often, you know. Well, and that's what um, Danny spoke about, isn't it? Like how. There's too much info now with the internet and stuff, and yeah. you know, it's taking us further. It's great knowledge, but it's taking us further and further away from, you know, being grateful for what you have, and because you're so there's like 
more possible ways of not being present with yourself. Yeah. But I feel like if those things do affect you in those negative ways, then it's probably not for you, though. Like, if Instagram is making you feel like that, it's probably not for you. But some, like, some days, if I'm, you know, in a good mood or whatever, feeling good about myself, Mm. then I just like looking at pretty pictures. Yeah, but... Not to, like, be a social media competitor, but... I feel like when I get a little bit, when something pops up and they're like, oh my gosh, she's doing that. I get like hungry for more. Well, yeah, but... But if I get negative and if it drags me down and if it makes me feel like but just not motivated, that, I won't. Is that, that, is that just in you? Do, you? do you, at your, like this little image of you in your brain, do you reach this little crossroad when you're looking at, I don't know, another actor's something and you get, you see it and it's like, right, I could either go down the negative route now or I could let it fire me up to keep going. Do you, do you, do, do you get that? Do you like reach a little crossroads and go, well, which way am I, I going to go? Like or do you just anti-hero. automatically go down it? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I go, but I've always been a bit angry, which means that I've always felt the unjust, right? I never, yeah, I feel like because I'm such an angry person, I never go down to sad. Mm. It kind of stays in angry, and then I just get more energized for my anger, and I shoot up even further. Jesus Christ. I'm a mental case. Yeah. But I'm, like, obsessive. I'm, I've always been competitive. Like, I used to hate it when my mom used to praise my sister's drawings. Like, I'm an awful person. There was one time Jesus. where... Like, what is it? My sister drew something, and my mom praised her, and she was, like, two years old or something, my sister. And I ripped it up. Did you? I'm an evil person. That's horrendous. Don't, yeah. And then I got locked. And then so Kinney locked me out of the house and I had to shit outside the door. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an awful person. Like I have, I'm just that kind of person. And it doesn't make me like an example at all, but that's how I am. So I'm kind of, I'm a victim of competition. Like I am... I am like the product of competition. This is deep. Is it? <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I just want to make sure that I don't want to be that wanker. It's like, I know everything. It's like, no, I yeah. have a problem. I'm obsessive. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? I can't remember what we were talking about. But yeah, I used to like. But you see me though, babe. Whenever like. Things don't go my way. You see me cry about like not getting an agent or like not getting the part. I literally, I go crazy. But then like, because I think it's because I express it so directly. (laughs) I get it out. Yeah. And it doesn't haunt me. Yeah. And I have a very good. uh, Boyfriend. (laughs) Very good boyfriend. (laughs) And. A shit memory. What? Yeah. Like, I can't remember shit. Yeah, me neither. I can't remember the beginning of this conversation. 
which is really helpful, isn't it? It's like, oh, what audition? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is a good thing. Yeah. If if you're able to do that in a... Yeah, because you're not going, oh, what audition? I don't fucking remember that. You're making... you make Like, even then, I was like, are you really like that? <laughs> like, you're, you're making yourself out to be this crazy, angry fucking thing. Uh, but it's not like you don't... I don't know. I think you gave yourself a hard time there. I'm trying to help you out. No, but I don't want to sound like the anti-hero. The, you, no one... The anti-hero? <laughs> the Writing I- terms? Oh. <laughs> no. Um, like, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I get jobs and I never feel sad. Yeah, but no one's thinking that. You don't have to make yourself out to be a witch. Yeah, true. This is my, you know, my thing that I'm going through. Uh, (laughs) Self-acceptance, self-acceptance. That's why I need to go to this retreat, right? Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, anyway. I really want to talk about our thing. Let's do it then. I've only held back on doing it because I didn't know. I think we should talk about how we started. Yes. And where we are and the feelings. We don't have to talk about the actual show. Right. Isn't it? Well, whatever. Just the process right? of it. Yeah. So how do we start off? I don't know. I think it comes from a... For me, it comes from a place of, um, like... Well, for me, like, the thoughts have been there for a long time. Of you you and me writing something? Or, or like, of me... Me creating something of myself to... You know, creating something for myself by myself, mm. whatever, from having sort of ins- being inspired by people like Kevin Smith, who, you know, just did his own thing and with the pod- people who, the- with the podcast people who I listen to and, you know, the- 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 that's always been there. Mm. Um, but you have certain, you certainly helped me to actually do it with your anger. Shut up. Um, and I, I don't know, I can't remember how this, how did this start? I think I got talking to a couple of producers when I was at work, filming a couple of bits. Um, just telling them like a couple of really funny ideas. Mm. Talking about... Um, was this the time when we were doing the stand-up? It must have been the time no, around... No, it was like way before. Before? Yeah, you know, so I've been <coughs> working on this thing with Tina. Um, yeah who I met, she's also an actress, and we've been Yeah, and I suppose we did the web series thing as well, we like did that episode of that. Yeah, so I've been, I've always been trying to write, but never knew, I think I've always wanted to write so much that I wasn't, I, I was never really questioning what I wanted to say. Yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes it's the, the, the way you approach something. Because once you you know how to approach it, it comes out very easily, like what we've found. I feel yeah. Like once we know the vehicle or the direction, the road is really clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So deep, but um. But I guess it, yeah, no. It's but a, it, it's taken a while to be like, oh, it's not quite. I just want to do it, but it's not quite. It's not. And then you kind of go, what do I actually want to say? Like, what would actually what. What do I want to say where that I could be proud of that I feel like it's missing in the industry or whatever? 
And then so I got talking and I worked with this wonderful human called Ellie Kendricks in my play and she's been doing writing stuff as well and also um, Sean, who was in Sean Clifford, was in the dressing room. All three of us, we had an amazing time and chatted loads about like just being an actress and writing and all that stuff. And But especially Ellie, she's doing lots and lots of writing and really good at it and she basically... Um, kind of nudged me a little bit actually so I was already doing it but she kind of inspired me and kind of supported and it encouraged me even more to be like Kai that sounds really great I think they would really enjoy that yeah. like go and propose these ideas yeah and then I did and then I and then she kind of joked about and said like I bet you would get something um you would get some kind of deal by the end of this play and we did <laughs> pretty much. So we st- so once the play started, I started meeting a couple of people that I've worked with as an actor in the past and proposed a couple of ideas and went for coffee and stuff. But were these the ideas that we were talking about then? Or what? No, it wasn't really. So it was kind of like... Um, so this was your own thing, really? Uh, I don't know what, how it happened. Well, it wasn't really no we've already started talking about it we were writing the little we wrote those little sketchy things when we were in Ibiza yeah sketchy things and then we had kind of like I think really the, vague ideas yeah like the stand up certainly helped me get an idea of it and what I wanted to say and portray I think we just literally had a conversation and be like what and just kind of um played around with a couple of ideas and then I went and chatted to them and then they kind of gave us an idea of what is of interest, what they are looking for, which I have come to realise that they're all very different. Yeah. Um, but what is in demand? And and also like, and then that got us thinking about what kind of style of shows we want to create and, you know, we've always been into um, projects like high maintenance and... yeah. Or just playing with ideas. Yeah. Well, because there seems to be more acceptance of that kind of thing, which is, again, no, putting internet back into the good books. You know, there's there's certainly more opportunity for you to create your own stuff and for it to be taken seriously, even if it's not what is always to the, the sort of expected, the mainstream expectation. Mm-mm. You know, because I feel like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, I guess maybe, I, I, I don't know. But there's, there's suddenly there's this platform where you can just go, like the internet, where you can go, oh, I've had this idea. Let's see who, let's see if anyone will like it rather than the, the risk of being like, no, we're not sure if people will like that. So we probably should stay away from that idea. And I think it's given birth to this whole era of us getting to see whatever we want and like people to create whatever they want and to give you the chance to connect with something that someone's created. Yeah, like it's definitely inspired us. Yeah. yeah. To be like, oh yeah, this is exactly the voice and the tone and and the direction that we want to explore as well. And we've got our versions of it. Yeah. Um yeah, but it's been really fun, right? I've I've really enjoyed. Yeah, it's really talking great. to people, pitching ideas. Yeah, 
trying to work out. It's like a get, not like a game, but it like is a like puzzle. Chess, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you sort of, yeah, you have like, like this chess. idea, and then, and then you, you, you play an idea, and then you bounce. I bounce it to you, and you bounce it to me, and it turns into something at the end of it. And yeah, it's kind of like cooking, isn't it? You come up with the the recipes, but you sort of decide what are the best. Which are the ingredients that really excite you? Like, which are your favorite ingredients? You put it together and you go, oh, what would make? Yeah. What kind of dish can we make? And there's like a couple of options every time. And it's always it comes down to the heart of it, yeah. which has been really interesting. It's always every single time because I get really, um, I think it's my sort of Asian ways or like just me people-pleasing ways where I get speaking to people and then produce whatever and then they or like also an acting way as well because I've spoken about this with um Ellie and how she was like it's really fun to go into meetings as a writer and then go into a meeting as a actor because as an actor you have to be kind of open and be ready for change and just be available and flexible right yeah and be ready and present and stuff but as a, a, a writer you almost have to be a bit of an entertainer like who kind of sell the pitch and uh, charm and it's, it's a bit different but you have to be you're selling your idea like you are the most important thing yeah um and i feel like the, the power structure is a bit different as well and the more you can own that that title as like the show creator or the writer, the better it is for the show. And I feel like I'm still sort of learning that because yeah. I just, my idea is like, oh, I just want to make a show. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Like, oh yeah, that sounds great as well. You know? And uh, that has made me a little bit, it kind of swerved me in a way. Right. I think, I think you've been really good to remind me to just keep focusing on what we want to say. Yeah. Well, I don't think you haven't been focusing on that, but it's easy to get caught up because especially when people start, it was like one of the first times when we shared it with a friend. Uh, oh, not even this actually, our, our other idea. Yeah. Cause we had this whole premise for another, for, for like a story or whatever. And, oh, and yeah, yeah. but we showed it to someone and they were like, yeah, but, this and what about that and and then you know depending on your relationship with that person you 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 go you either go yeah that's a great idea or like no like what why would we go so like it gets influenced and and mm. changed by people all the time by or not people necessarily but like ideas all the time um it's cuz we hadn't really worked out what the the pitch is and what the log line is yeah. we've learned so much yeah. In a, such a short amount of time. Yeah, just a few months of like going over things and. Yeah, it's really fun. Even like I went and had a a coffee with um, with one of the writers from Uncle, and then she, you know, just like riffing ideas and listening to what they do as a writer, how they think of storytelling, and it's so interesting. I love it. I love every bit of creating a show, creating stories. Yeah, I think I maybe need to to think about because I love uh, stories and like li watching things and, and you know I I I could 
you know, I could sit for hours watching, a, like, I don't know, whatever. Broad City, last night, must have watched six episodes or whatever that we've seen before mm. and just love it. And I need to qu- ask myself why it is that I love it so much. And um, I think that's still something that, that needs to be solidified in my mind. Um, as we go into this sort of chapter of trying to create something like that. Why? Why are you scared of it? I'm not scared of it, but I'm like... What are you scared of? Just, just well, just hearing you say then, like, what, um, you know, why do I want to tell the story? That Yeah, I think maybe that's something that needs to be clarified in my mind. Hmm. But like why I want to tell a story because I just know that I love it. I'm still at the point where I just know that I love it and I find it so interesting and like funny and like I want to laugh, I want to cry, I want to, you know, whatever, all that yeah. stuff. Um, and yeah, so I could do with sort of just going, over, just going over it in my mind and going, what is it that really makes me sit there and go, oh my God, I can't wait to watch this for six hours. But like that's why creating something... It's great because we're constantly confronting it. Yeah, it's chucking that's these how, questions up. Yeah, because otherwise we can't create it without asking these questions every time. Yeah. And I feel like I love working with you because I feel like we have a similar taste where we watch a lot of stuff and you've influenced me um, to watch other things that I've never watched before. And no, Like well. six years, babe, we've been watching the same shit on Netflix together. <laughs> like we can communicate about... The, you know, ideas and, and we went to drama school together. The, the language is so easy. Right. That like collaborating is so easy. I feel like I'm not collaborating almost. Yeah, it's just like super fun. Yeah, it feels really easy. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy for Fingers me because you're a fucking slave driver, but she whips me. Well, it's not easy when you're... Boop! No, 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 no. <laughs> you're very good, babe. You know, I just need to... You know. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, but it's it's exciting, right? And and I don't know if we've really spoken about it, but it's just... It, I guess the 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 thing that it's done, it seems to have done for both of us is a give us some sort of, um, feeling of power over that sounds really not right. Yeah. Like power. Yeah. But ownership towards your creativity. That's a better, better word. Um, of yeah. Like the creative, exactly what you just said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what was it? Yeah, it's great, man. You know how much I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, totally. Me too. And I, 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 I think you are better, though, at having, like, the vision. My persona, in a way, annoyingly, like, I get excited, but then I go, but, like, you know, I'm not are going to jump up. That's probably why I didn't want to speak about it is because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to jump up and down about it or get, 
have fun with it or get excited about it until it's like a real thing that's really happening. But it is, but a it real is thing happening because like, yeah, we're creating it. You know what I mean? It's a bit different to getting an acting job where you're like, oh, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get excited un- until I'm on stage or like un- until I'm on, I'm on set. Stage. <laughs> but Jesus. Like, <laughs> But you know what I mean? They're like, oh, something could happen. But this, we are already like, we've already landed by having these cards on the wall and having this, these visions and this story. Like, even if nothing comes of it, I am so happy every stage. I can't believe that I get to play with my imagination in this way. Yeah. I think this is where I've always wanted to go and to kind of always be creating or collaborating in this way where it feels right. Yeah. Why does it feel so right, do you think? Age. Um, Because it's questioning... Or celebrating who you are, like you have to, especially the, the topic that we're writing about, it's loosely based on us. It's, <laughs> we're picking out the interesting bits. We're, you know, we're finding stories within the realities of what, of, you know, what we, of where we are and stuff. And, oh, I don't know, I've lost the point again. <laughs> but, um, it's just fun. It's just like playing about with possibilities and imaginations and creating this tree or this web. It goes back. It takes the the it 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 takes the pressure off. Like it's like when you're a kid and you're doing youth theatre or whatever, and you're still at school and there's no. That's like the best time ever because the rehearsals are. You got doing rehearsals for a play or whatever. If if you're, if you were doing that as a kid in in youth theatres and stuff like. It's the best thing ever because there's just no worries and it's super fun. It is when it becomes like a career and obviously it's an overpopulated thing that, that, you know, it's very difficult to survive as an actor and then it becomes about, it becomes stressful. Mm. Um, And yeah, you can, for me, like I've, I've lost that idea of fun a lot which has probably hindered like getting jobs or whatever you know that kind of thing yeah yeah and um so yeah it's it's nice to kind of to 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 have this not that, that there's no pressure because now there is pressure because other people are involved and need something from us which is good because it gives deadlines and stuff like that which are kind of exciting and you know whatever but like um I don't know, it's our thing, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's our thing. And yeah, and nothing, can, no one is can take this away from you. But yeah. Yeah, if you build the playground, no one can take that away from you. Whoa. Write that down. Is that deep? I don't know. But that's what I mean, though. It's like, it's not going, it's not asking whether I could play, we could play in the playground. It's like, oh, we created it, but... Yeah, this is our playground. We, we're going to have fun. Yeah, I loved it. Like, it's... I don't know. I guess I've been surrounded by lots of people like creating stuff like throughout my childhood. Who? I like it. Like my mom used to write jingles for adverts. Did she? Yeah, she was in advertising. Ding, ding, ding. Very racist, babe. That's not. I was. Do just, you think that's what she would have composed? I was thinking of. <laughs> you are. Edit. Edit. 
cutting this no, out. No, go on, you can't cut it out. I have to cut that out. Why? Because I didn't mean it to sound like that. I was just trying to do a jingle. You can't cut it out. That's that's you. Huh? That's you in a nutshell. I'm not in a nutshell. You can't help it that you've got subconscious racism. Edit. Oh. Okay, welcome back, ladies and gents. <laughs> uh, slight mishap there. Oh, so no. your mum used to do jingles Capitalism. for adverts? Um, no, no, she used to write like a... Is it jingles? Like the words The little to songs? It. You know, like the words, like... Oh, the... Uh, the title, the the, the 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 scripts and voiceovers. Caption. Uh, no shit. Yeah, like Oreos. It always says thin it. slice. Been twice. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Something like that. Clearly, the gene did not. <laughs> uh, go on, you do one. Um, for what? For this mug. Blue and shiny. Must be my knee. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Okay, so yeah, I've been watching that. And then my mum used to always drag us to help her at these um, Asian uh, advertising awards or something. Asian advertising awards? Like something, or maybe it's just like advertising awards. (laughs) But we used to go to Thailand and all sorts of places. What? Yeah, we used to watch this award-winning adverts which was like made by massive film you know makers really you know they're all made by like really great filmmakers it is my business okay (laughs) (laughs) deny it then whatever and i said it is my business oh right i thought you were taking the piss out of yourself yeah well i was a little bit but you got it you own it babe go on anyway (laughs) and uh i just watched lots of uh yeah their commercials and stuff but you know i watched and like i used to watch i used to sit in there for hours in the screening room just watching all these um epic little shorts that yeah i was promoting a drink or whatever but i spent i remember sitting there as a 13 year old kind of like working out like oh why is that one an award-winning advert or like why is that one why does that one feel really good? And why does that one look or sound really good? Or Yeah, I've always been curious of why. I've always been curious of how you make a successful show, like storytelling or anything. A successful story. Successful story or anything that you is successful. successful. Maybe, maybe generally success, but yeah, story is more interesting. Or production mm. or like what makes, yeah. Is it collaboration? Is it this? Is it that? Is it casting? Is it special effects? Is it stunts? You know, it's lots and lots of different things and it's really complicated, but when it happens, it's like magic and nothing can be compared with it. Yeah. And we can feel it in our instincts and we all know it. And what is that, you know? Well, let's work it out. Let's work it out. Okay, last question for you today, Kai Alexander. Are you bored with me? No. Okay. But this, uh, this is, we're at an hour. Woo! <gasps> but cut some bits, yeah, because it's quite long yeah, and boring. Yeah, a lot of bits. Is it going to be a 10-minute episode? Yes, by the end of all my cuts. Mate. Don't worry, though, because most of this hour is 
censorship, censorship. I'm cutting out silence. There's no censorship. Are you serious? It's because I'm thinking. Don't hurt yourself. Um, last question. So it's proven more difficult than I thought to get this LA podcast together. Oh yeah, tell me about that. Well, people have been asking about my, uh, get, to get thoughts on, you know, like a game plan for being a British actor going to LA. Right. Um, and, you know, obviously I sort of accompanied you, really. I just ride Kai's wave, basically, with everything. The great wave. The great wave. Oh, But it, I wanted to get some sort of some personal accounts of experiences of being a British actor going to LA trying to do the whole LA thing and how possible that is how easy that is should I do it shouldn't I do it um you know and I I I can't really comment on that like I as I've said in the podcast before now ask me one question because that's that's no I'm just setting up a vibe so what what do you think what I mean what was the I mean we obviously we've spoken about it but what what was your experience what do you think we should do because one of my friends I, I, I spoke to yeah was like don't need to go self tapes like it's an it's a good excuse for a winter holiday um if you can afford to do it but it's not necessary also like and he's not wrong in this situation when I went out and they were like you know, and I went in to meet that the manager that you, that within the building that you would go into or whatever. Um, and she was like, "Right, so you can you work here? No. Right. Any credits? Screen credits in the UK? Uh, did loads of adverts and an episode of Doctors. Right." Um, it's going to be very hard to get you in a room and whatever, 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 you know, so that there are these like, yeah, very real, uh, obstacles. I don't know what I'm asking really. Do you think it's worth going? For who? For someone in my position. So I've, I went to drama school, came out, I've worked, you know, all right. I've still had to do other things. You know, I haven't been able to fully sustain myself off of acting. Mm. Um, I haven't been in anything. I've been in great shows, but nothing that's sort of got that commercial success that is necessary to, you know. uh, No, I I think I'm probably at at a level of a lot of actors, the majority of actors in the country. Well, I think it's depending on what you want to get out from LA. Like, if your dream, if you've, if all you've ever wanted was to be on TV, or like being in a Marvel film, or if that is all you ever wanted, then yes. Because if your screen stuff has is not happening in the UK, what is the harm of starting again in LA? Mm. But the thing is, you can't just go for two weeks. Like, you have to go for at least a month every year. I think a lot of people have this expectation of like, if I fly all the way there, yeah, they, something has to happen. Yeah. And you're like, 
Well, not really, because we don't put that pressure on when you're in London. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? And then they, they're there for like a couple of weeks and it's like, oh, nothing happened. And you're like, well, nothing happens in London either in three weeks sometimes, you know, most of the time. Yeah. And it's that kind of that pressure. And if you can take that pressure away from yourself and be like, look, I quite like living in LA because I think LA might suit me more and they make things that is more for me. I like the weather. I like the food, whatever it is that, <laughs> that you... If you're opened to start your industry, to start your career again in LA and not to have that expectation of like getting shit like in two weeks, then yes, go for it. Right. You know, I went through a bit of, um, I went through a lot of, I put a lot of pressure on myself during pilot season and it was really tricky for me. But at the same time, I can understand that actually if I go again every year, you know, I know a lot of friends who are now really um, just booming it in um, <laughs> in LA, but they were doing, they've been doing pilot season every year for like five years. Yeah. You know, and also... Um, nailing it in the UK and things like that's like even after you know having profile in the UK um so it's all really tricky and then some people like land pilots like just from a taping in London yeah so I think you just have to do what you have to do now yeah because as long as you know what you want out of even if it's like I want to be in a show like Friends or like even if it's, you know, I want to play a cop or I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like as long as you had just have like one clear vision yeah, and then just work out what the next step is, that is the best you could do for now. And then every time you work it out, every time, and then it gets more and more refined and you, you get to those places and you go, okay, what now, Kai? What now? And then you just take it one step at a time. And I think... You know, I have this problem of like end gaming all the time and going, oh, but I want this. I want this now. I want this big thing now. And then I just get overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what if I have all this money? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, this amazing jobs. And but um, yeah, but it's not about that. It's kind of like it's about you know, okay, I want to be one of the leads in a TV series. Okay, cool. Like where can I fit in or what kind of shows can I see myself in and to kind of have that dialogue with your managers or your agents and so that everyone, your team knows what your goal is. Do you think um, you, so yeah, say, having said all that, because I totally forgot about the whole manager thing as well, like is it worth going without a manager? I don't know because I've never done it without a manager. I have. Um, how was it it was great like you just talking then I was like it's not just when you talk about the whole like going for three weeks and yeah sometimes nothing happens here for three weeks quite often in fact and um, but I went and I didn't I loved just being there I loved living there I loved because mm. we were I was still sort of experiencing your experiences of acting or whatever uh, the 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 sort of that side of it and but then also there are so many opportunities to immerse yourself in 
that world out there as well without yeah, improv world improv like doing the comedy. improv classes comedy stuff there's yeah. so many classes and workshops geared towards acting mm. that that you could even do that and probably learn a lot through those through those things obviously they they cost money and a lot of it isn't cheap um but like if you listen to the howard fine um episode that I did while we were in L- L- while we were in LA and I audited a class there or a couple of classes I think and it was amazing just to even watch that mm. and you can do that you can go like Kevin was doing Kevin Chen he was just auditing loads of classes like going and watching a class and being and just sort of soaking all that up um yeah I feel like these classes you learn the most watching. Yeah, but it's so so. Going back to the point of going out there without without a manager, I think it's it's worth doing with if you haven't got anything like anything to even if you know. But I can understand that though. It feels it is very far and it feels scary and it feels like you have to change your life almost. But I think maybe sometimes it's. This is something that I'm working on, but to kind of, you know, include it all as part of your industry. Like, so LA isn't that different to here. You know, if if it's difficult for you here, why not struggle in LA as well? It's the same, really. Like, to try to see, um, to try to have the similar attitude and not be intimidated by it or see it as a new start yeah you know like if it inspires you yeah to to be surfing every day you know if it inspires you to like go to the comedy store every day and then see all the american legends every night they're there every night it's incredible Mm. and you feel inspired from that yeah be there and do a shitty job to pay for your rent like if that's going to make you happy yeah i think you always have to go where it makes you happy or inspired or driven or just like heated up, you know, with excitement. Yeah. If you can do that as well, because then there's visa things as well, which is a whole nother game that I guess neither of us really. Well, no, I spoke to the thing with Tina today and uh, Trump has, it's the regulations of being eligible for a green card or a visa is really tight now. I thought it was anyway. But it's got tighter. Oh, great. Um, don't bother, guys. <clears throat> I don't know. But yeah, so my dear friend, she went up for, she taped for something and she got, you know, quite good feedback and she had a little Skype audition w- with the casting director and everything. But um, she's kind of scared that, you know, even if they, she, you know, the classic act of like trying to work out why the reasons trying to like protect yourself and thinking of like the reasons why you won't get it etc you know the whole conundrum of waiting and she was kind of saying she's always wanted to work in america and i said and then she said oh maybe that you know i might not get it because they can't get a visa in time and i was like well you said you were going to start with the visa applications we've been talking about this since we met like since we've known each other a couple of years and i said how was that going um and she's like, well, I kind of gave up. And, and I'm like, no, if you, 
if going to America and having a visa to work in America is the thing to do, you have to be ready for these opportunities. And this opportunity came finally, you know, it, it doesn't come along that much for her at the moment. Yeah. And she was caught out. She was like, oh yeah, if I did get an attorney and did all the paperwork, all I had to do was land the job and I would have got a visa. Yeah. But because she was hesitant, because things weren't going her way and she was like, oh, and thinking about it, she may have jeopardized, I'm sure she didn't, but this is kind of like a theory, like a, like a lesson to be like, okay, well, next time, or even this time, I'm sure she should get it because she's great anyway, but that's a good lesson, isn't it? It's like if... You have you, to be prepared. Just be prepared. Yeah, just do whatever you can to prepare yourself so that, you know, even if it means, you know, learning how not to put S's in everything or not, and then leaving out S's in some words, for me, <laughs> work on that so I'm, you're prepared and like... Just be prepared for stuff because prepared. prepared. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because it's gonna happen, man. It's gonna happen, and you'd be like, and if you weren't prepared, you're like, oh, man, why did I do that? And you don't want to be that person. That's what I'm saying. Things like I feel like opportunities always happen for everyone, mm. but it's being ready and 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 being focused and being just being just be ready just be ready just be ready baby did i did it make sense about the whole visa thing i mean i'm not sure how much sense any of this made but i enjoyed it did you yeah do you think other people would understand me i hope so (laughs) for your sake please no yeah it makes total sense and it's so true like i am definitely guilty of that as well you know yeah, and I'm only talking through my own experience. Yeah. Well, you've been caught caught with your pants down. Caught with my pants down or just... Yeah, like even when I went for the, the pilot season thing, I think my American wasn't... I just wasn't confident enough. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then yeah, I went yeah. to America and everyone spoke American and I was just <laughs> no like... Shit what i'm so fake what is going on and i just wasn't ready i wasn't owning it yeah but I, so Whereas I now suppose... that i've done gloria i'm like yeah i've actually yeah, done it but that's because of a job right so that isn't actually necessarily so that that's that's but, sort of uh... but it doesn't i don't know why six months of you taking classes and practicing at home can't bring you that same readiness yeah 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 totally no, it can. It can. I mean, if anything, even less than that. You know, you could you could teach yourself anything. It's just literally hours. Of yeah, practice. but also it's not just Gloria though, because you were you do do these American accent exercises constantly as well. So, but I'm not naturally good at it. So, mm. you know how bad I am with accents. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no Hannah even takes the mick out of me. So she re- she says that. Just kidding. I heard you. <laughs> yeah. Hannah even says that I can't even do a good Asian accent. <laughs> Hannah who? Britain, Hannah. The fuck would she we know? Ch- I don't know. Apparently she she can do it better. Uh, <laughs> but, um, she's the next Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's taking me... I don't have a natural ear for it. <laughs> so it's difficult for me. So it's taking me a long, long time and... 
hard I'm work. I'm proud of it. Be ready. Be ready. Remember, like, even um, the dialect woman at Guildhall, she didn't want... She took out American on my CV. Really? Because I didn't pass. What do you mean you didn't we got pass? assessed apparently, like Did we? casually assessed, yeah, whether we could do these accents. Oh my and God. then in the third year, she comes and checks the CVs, and she would take away the accents that she reckons you're not ready, like, ready to do. Oh Jesus! She wouldn't let me put it down. What's her name again? And everyone else even had American on his fucking CV. Babes, stop. <laughs> Baby, that's why you can't handle this honesty. Anyway, what I'm saying is. Even if you're really shit at something, eventually you can be all right if you really want it. It's about working hard at it. It's the same with the writing. It's the same with acting. It's the same, you know, it just, I guess, sometimes it's hard for me because I see you, you know, it's harder for me because I, I, because I know because you highlight how my I'm, I don't want to sound neg- I'm not sat trying to sound negative here but my my lack of success is you make me realize how my uh, uh, the lack of success that I have not that I have a complete lack of success but like you know that my success is not as successful as I maybe thought or hoped I would want it to be at this point when I was thinking about it years ago is only is a, a large percentage of it is down to myself. Well, you hide it very well. You're very supportive, and you're really understanding. Yeah, no, I totally am. But I, I mean, it, it highlights. No, but, I'm not saying it's about it. I'm saying it highlights to me that. But is it because I don't feel to myself? No, it's because I go. No, I'm saying, you make me realize I don't work hard enough. Do you think it's working hard? Do you think it's. Uh... Or like you're talking about being prepared and, and, you know, being ready for the opportunities that arise and, you know, that the, the story you were saying about your mate is, is rings true with me as well. That, I think that's definitely happened and obviously you said it's happened to you, that's why you learnt from it, but like yeah that's like in a nutshell that's what it is isn't it you sort of give up a little bit because it feels kind of like impossible and then the opportunity come and you're not you're like oh fuck if I did that thing that I I I was set to do yeah and didn't allow my doubt to stop me yeah I could have helped myself in this opportunity yeah yeah and why didn't I do that thing exactly and for me is you know sometimes it's because I, I don't know. Yeah, the, the yeah. thought of it not being a possibility, so yeah. then I get lazy about it, and I'm like, well, "Fuck! Like, it doesn't it's not going to happen anyway?" And that's a negative. Yeah, and I have that in rehearsals because I have so much self doubt and so much anxiety that I don't belong. I'm not good enough. The director hates me. All sorts. <laughs> yeah. It's like such a nightmare that I don't work efficiently. Mm. Like my rehearsals are so have been, but now I'm, I think I'm dealing with it. Yeah. That was juicy, babe. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that can... That's like a heightened version of life, isn't it? Yeah. Well, has the mic soaked up your fart? Yeah. Um, yeah. Park, deep ones with Kai Alexander. Is it deep? I mean, it's a, a hundred and... It's an hour and 23 minutes deep. 
That's two hours. An hour and 23 minutes deep. Oh, not 120. An hour and 23 <laughs> minutes deep. I thought you meant... That's two hours. How can you write two... How oh, can... I, thought, I thought they just do minutes. They do hours as well. They do hours. They do hours. Thank you. Audacity does hours. Yeah, go on. So, that's... Uh... Is that the, do you want to ask another question? <laughs> you want another question, don't you? Well, I did have something. Because it... now I feel wise. Yeah, well, consider, considering we've just spoke about the whole LA thing and we've seemed to have come to some kind of conclusion with that, um, I'll still try and get people to talk. The, the guy, um, Nathan Coonan from Paper Creatures, he uh, said that he would come and chat to me about it because he's done that whole thing. And done it well and and successfully i believe uh so yeah but that's another example because when did your mate go to la which mate nathan well when he was very young i think i think he was like 16 the first time he went or something he's been going for a long time but Mm -hmm. he's from australia chewing babe fuck's sake he's from australia i don't know anyway I'm asking you fucking questions. What? But when I initially, so I went to Brit school and then I just sort of like aimlessly applied to drama school like everyone else. <laughs> no, no, no. But I was totally lost. And then, you know, because it felt like the right thing to do because everyone else was doing it. It was like such a waste of money for me. And then... um no, so, it wasn't a waste of money for you because you fucking got into one of like to a lot of them and then went to one of the best ones. How was it a waste of money? No, because I th- I didn't go that year. Oh. Yeah, I applied for drama school when I was seventeen, and I got into a couple of places. But then remember, I had the whole fucking visa problem. Oh yeah. I didn't get my permanent residency until the second year. So if I started the course, I would have had to pay overseas fees, and I couldn't whatever. And. Um, Anyway, so that's like a really kind of good way of stopping me. But I remember clearly, because it's quite a while ago now, mm. and the people at the panel for Drama Center or something told me to go to America. They really? Said, Don't go to drama school, go to America. Jesus. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> and But the thing is, there were signs to go to him. I was like, I knew that... There will be jobs for me in in America, and it's the land of opportunity. Your your mate Nathan did it, and you know. But then I didn't do it, and I did it another way, and I'm still here. You know, so it just shows that sometimes I do think, oh yeah, maybe I should have gone to America ages ago, and then I, my American accent would have been really good. Yeah, and but your like, accent would still be shit. Yeah, maybe. Joking. Yeah. Can you imagine? But yeah, like. I, I wonder whether I'll be more further into, you know, I would have known more casting directors in America or whatever. But at the same time, I wouldn't take back my career, my path. And meeting me, obviously. Meeting you, obvs. Um, But then maybe you would have been in LA as well. Maybe. Maybe. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm always going back to me, 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 me. But I'm just saying, I have... I have those kind of thoughts of, oh, maybe I should have gone earlier. Maybe I should have done this. Should have, should have, should have. But I didn't, and I'm still here. Boop, Boom. boop. Uh, great. You're still here, still alive, still going. Still trying. Still trying. Keep Always trying. trying. 
Keep trying. Go on, give us a... Oh, that was it. The last gem. Keep trying to fart. (laughs) (laughs) Mercy. But yeah, as Harriet says in Bobby and Harriet, feminism is just a bunch of women trying. Trying their, their hardest. Best. Trying, yeah, their, trying best. their hardest. Or trying their hardest. Classic. Is it trying their best? I don't know. I think you... Feminism <laughs> is just like a bunch really of girls trying hard. Fucking words. Why? Well, because some people might not like the idea of quotations. No, of it of feminism being women trying hard. You know, even that is like. I think that's really good. Yeah, no, me too. Why are you censoring me? I'm not censoring you, you fucking moron. Wowzers. I'm saying. What? I'm not censoring anything. I'm 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 being open. I'm saying there are people who would be like, it's not about women trying. It's about women being. The hardest. The hardest. Nah. Everyone's trying hard, isn't it? Everyone's trying something. Everyone's working it out. That's it. That's my motto. I'll be working it out for the rest of my fucking life. But hopefully you work it out with a bit of love, you know? Let's see how that goes. (laughs) Uh, I was going to talk to you about auditioning for drama school, but... Yeah, go on. Ask me. Okay, so this is another thing that's come up. Yeah. Uh... Uh, auditioning for drama school okay you know so now you're a panel member at the Guildhall School Auditions how do people get in? (laughs) (laughs) so basically can you imagine if there was like this say this word three times (laughs) (laughs) sometimes that feels like what it is like trying to work out yeah whether they know the secret password look like what what um okay we'll we'll go into detail with this at another time but for now mm. give me your top piece of advice for people auditioning to drama school for young people or young or old or whatever people auditioning for drama school who want to be actors what is your advice <clears throat> i feel like more than ever mm. with Netflix, Vice, all sorts of amazing, incredible Amazon um, and comedy. Comedy is huge now. Voices, original, authentic voices is a thing now. So more, I think more than like now, more than ever, I feel like individuality is so important and we want to embrace it and I feel like for example like Michaela Cole and stuff like that she's not one of the kind of typical drama school um candidate candidate. so don't be scared of being or fitting into this drama school mold you know because actually we are at a different time now where I feel you know Mm. I feel like as part of you know, being in the industry and, you know, helping out sometimes at the panel at Guildhall, I feel like we are all very open and I feel like we're 
everyone's trying to be, you know, everyone's trying to change the mold and accept and, and to be conscious of what's going on and to change this um, very old-fashioned mold. So um, don't be scared of who, of, don't be scared to apply. I think everyone should give it a go if you want to be an actor, obviously, if you don't want to be an actor, <laughs> maybe not. But um, do you know what I mean? What am I saying? You're saying be yourself, basically. Mm, no, I'm saying like, for someone like me, right, it's taken me bloody yeah. ages to apply to drama school and I've always been intimidated and even when I was there, I was intimidated. I yeah, thought that same. I was the token token oh. ethnic person well, and I, I, was, I was never... Um, I never thought I, I I belonged there. So I I hope that people in the future who want to go to drama schools and I feel like more East Asian actors should definitely go to drama school because it's one of the best time, best um, education, spiritually and technically I've ever received from any school. And... Um, Yeah, don't be scared that you might not belong or anything, you know, go because actually you might be wrong. Maybe you might just be that person that they're looking for. Mm. And what about when those people decide to audition? What? What's your advice? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, yeah, no, yeah, decide I, to I, audition? Yeah, because I asked you advice for people <laughs> auditioning for drama school and you were like... <laughs> And the advice was, don't be scared to audition for drama school. <laughs> no, because I was trying. I get to, what you're saying. No, I was trying to imagine the people who are going. Oh, who what are, can I'm I? I'm in about it. Yeah, absolutely. No, because that's part of like preparing as well, like preparing for speeches. Preparing, like yeah, yeah. if you really feel that Henry V, you're like, I don't know, a tiny nerdy nerdy Asian girl, right? <laughs> who really feel like you know Henry V is really calling out for you. Bloody do a Henry V speech. You know, don't be like, oh, because everyone does okay, Juliet. That's better. That's also another thing. But it comes to the same thing. It's like going, just really don't be scared of who, who you, you are. are and just go and present that and because that's what they want to see. Yeah. And even if they, it is not the right school for you, at least you've exercised that and it's bloody great and enjoy, you know, like accepting you know who you are because that is what I think people want to see and like the world need to see that it's like it's a great offering do you think a lot of people come into the auditions and attempt to give you give the school what the school what they think the school wants yeah because we all want to be accepted yeah I mean I totally did that yeah but I'm, what, there's there's a level of a little bit of that because you don't want to like come and start stripping or some doing something really no like, obviously but you, you being genuine as well like you know to your to yourself and about like not trying is because I you know help but that out. is really difficult when you're you know seventeen eighteen of course it's difficult but but yeah well if you're seventeen eighteen you're fucked. No, but you know what I mean? I am very aware that actually it's, it is so easy for us to say that now because we've fucked up a lot. Yeah, I know, but I fa- could no, because if you let me talk, mm. I, I auditioned twice, two years mm. in a row. 
and the first time I was very much trying to be this like little drama school student this you know actor stu- or like trying to say the right things in in the chat more more importantly like when you actually when you have a chat if if the school does that mm. you know I found myself and I see so many young people auditioning who sort of do do they they you can see that they're going this is the right thing to say that you know I'm just reiterating to be yourself because then the time that I did get in I I felt like I was just having a chat with someone and telling them about myself and my why I want to come there and Mm. and actually thinking about why that is and having a sort of honest just be honest be honest and be true to yourself be honest but yeah sometimes if you're not quite sure and sometimes the the need to accept is really really loud in your head that kind of little naughty thing that goes oh maybe do that is it (laughs) do you know what I mean what do it yeah, is the right is the direction you should be going to like rebelling, instinct. rebelling. Yeah, rebelling is kind of like the it's closer to your instinct. Yeah, if you're not sure, you know, because it takes a long time to hear the difference. It's so difficult sometimes because it's so loud. Society, education, school, wow, so many voices, parents, wah. but um, because that's what we learned, didn't we? With Christian, like rebel, like be naughty, like just anarchy, all that kind of stuff. To constantly try to be more in touch with our instincts and yeah very nice very nice thank you very much Kai Alexander Kai Alexander Kai Alexander thank you I look forward to seeing many different faces at Guildhall auditions yeah mention if you go into the room and say um, hi my name is acting inspired um, John Smith you will get in you get 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> 10% off international fees. And you get sponsored by Guildhall. <laughs> okay, this is all a joke, by the way. Just so. <laughs> um, so how are you feeling about our teaser? Yeah. Taster. Feeling good. We're filming a little taster with a production company. It was decided to help us develop this wonderful beautiful idea of us <laughs> weird just weird stuff um yeah what's that about that's really change that changes the dynamics of us we'll be working together acting together are you ready for it no you better be i'm not i know you're not but we'll see how it goes we'll let you know when we film it at the beginning of october uh i'll let you know because apparently i can speak freely about it now and i didn't think i could um, but I'll keep you updated on that. Yeah, but it feels good. feels good to actually... It's scary. It's scary. That's another thing. That's another thing that stops me from doing these kind of things sometimes is the reality of it actually happening is fucking terrifying. Yeah, but it feels so right, right? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like overwhelming, but at the same time, you're like, oh, it's nice to have a little bit of like pressure. Yeah, totally. Pressure helps. Pressure helps to not really go. Not too much, though. Don't give me too much pressure. I'm not. I'm precious. But yeah, I'm super excited to be working with you again, babe. Oh, it's a pleasure to be... Uh, of... Co-stars. Yeah, pleasure to be co-stars, co-founders, co-writers. 
Monaco, everything. Yeah. Where is Stefan Manor? Um, <laughs> when I need Ditched it. like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'll keep people posted on that. But for the meantime, thank you very much because I'm hungry and it's now like 20 to 10. Oh my God, I'm so hungry. And yeah. I need to go for a pee. Oh, well, Kai, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me back. It's all right. Will you, when will you come back? My listeners need a date. Um, well, maybe you can include me in your pod before I go to Hong Kong. Uh-oh. Kai's off on a trip. I'm off. I'm off to Hong Kong. Baby. To see my Hong Kong sister, sister. Nina. Okay, I need to go for a pee now. You can't leave until I've pressed stop. Pressed stop. Uh, thank you, Kai. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you so much, Bobby Lee Th- and oh, Kalila, for mentioning us yeah. on their podcast. Oh, my God, massive fan. Tiger Belly, check it out. But don't listen to that one more than this one. because. Well, why don't you listen to this one and then that one? Okay. Yeah. Tiger Belly podcast, check it out. Um, thank you so much, ladies and gents, for listening. Thank you for um, liking and thank you for sharing and thank you for all of that business. I really, really, really appreciate it. I think this episode was a little bit better than last week. Was it? Yeah, last week was kind of rushed and I, I was tired and I couldn't get my thoughts straight. Not that I can ever get my thoughts straight, but this felt uh, like it had a bit more of a flow. Um, but it is way too long. So <laughs> I will be cutting out a lot. What, half of it? Half of shit. Oh, please keep the really, really silly bits. I'll do my best. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I will speak to you next week. See ya. Why do you do that? It's so weird. It's not. Uh, I don't know. I can just hear it in my head. Okay, can I take it off now? Oh. Congratulations. Yeah, my ears hurt as well. Yeah, why do they hurt like that? Bye. Twas a life gay and easy, whatever may come. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.